Welcome to Hack to Start, a podcast focused on interesting people and the innovative ways they achieve success. I'm Franco Variano. And I'm Tyler Copeland. Each week we speak with a new guest about how they created, hacked, and hustled their way to the top and distill their insights and experiences for you. The path to success isn't always linear. Hack, start, and repeat. This episode is brought to you by Breather. Find beautiful, practical spaces that you can reserve on the go. Ghost, a simple, powerful publishing platform that allows you to share your story with the world. And SoundCloud. Hear the world's sounds. You're listening to episode 79 of Hack to Start. This episode features Ben Brown, the co-founder and CEO of Howdy, a friendly, trainable bot that superpowers teams by automating common tasks. Tyler and I wanted to invite Ben onto the show to share his story as an entrepreneur and how he's helping shape the future of chatbots. Ben's built several startups, including XOXCo, which is a software and product design studio that he ran for more than seven years. Ben is going to share what got him into tech, why he's excited about chatbots, his thoughts on the future of the industry, and much more. This is an amazing episode you won't want to miss, so let's get to it. Hey Ben, thanks so much for being on the show today. Hey, my pleasure. We're really excited to have you on and, and kind of share your story and, and uh, you know, what you're currently working on. So let's just dive into it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, you know, where you're from, what you studied and how your passion for entrepreneurship really uh, began to develop? Yeah, uh, I grew up in suburban Maryland, um, just outside of D.C. And uh, I actually studied computer science at the University of Maryland. But uh, I think a year and a half into computer science, I kind of got bored with it and um, switched to English creative writing. <laughs> which I was like, hey, because I basically I could I knew how to program computers to like my, um, you know, well enough. I was dangerous. So I figured, you know, study something that might be, you know, slightly more useful. But hey, you know, creative writing um, was maybe um, a strange choice. But um, it was, you know, 96 when I got into college. The most exciting thing for me was that I got a static IP address in my dorm room like high-speed internet and a static IP address. So the first thing I did really was start skipping class and um, setting up a Linux network inside my dorm room to run my own website and host my friends' websites, um, you know, which was kind of a crazy idea in 96 before everybody was, you know, doing internet. <laughs> That's cool. So, so how did you expand from that into sort of the world of startups? A couple years later, I ended up getting a job at an ISP in DC, very shortly thereafter, that ISP had an IPO, and I ended up with a little bit of money. And at the same time, a friend of mine and I had designed a novel piece of technology that we thought was, um, you know, worth pursuing. And some people convinced us that it was a good idea to start a startup. And so in 2000, two, three days after Y2K, you know, came and went, um, which I wintered in a uh, farmhouse in Iowa City um, because I was like convinced that we were all that the satellites were all going to come crashing down. <laughs> uh, moved down here to Austin to start our my first startup, which was called Deep Leap, um, and was a have to put some context out here. So it's like a Netscape Navigator, you know, 2.0 JavaScript bookmarklet application that um, did contextual <laughs> contextual information stuff. So try to identify um, data in the web pages that you were browsing and like extract those into structured data and provide links 
to other applications and services that might use that data, um, which was kind of a crazy idea for 2000. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's been a wild, wild ride ever since, really, in terms of entrepreneurship, which I didn't really consider to be what I was really pursuing. But I guess it has turned out to be to be that that after 20 some odd years. Cool. And and so and so now you're you're you know you're currently the the co-founder and CEO of XOX Co. So for those who might not know about it, can you tell us a bit more what motivated you to start it and sort of the reasons behind that company? Yeah, um, my wife and I, uh, Katie Spence, were working in San Francisco in 2005, 2006. I had started a social network in the early 2000, I guess, 2004, 2005 and um, sold it to a company in San Francisco. So we were living in San Francisco. And at the time, it was just kind of frustrating to me to be in San Francisco, where I felt like the technology was being used to solve like weird technology problems. Like at the time, people were like really focused on like RSS readers, <laughs> you know, or things like that. It was like the very dawn of Twitter or whatever. It was like so many feeds. What will we do with all the feeds? <laughs> and that just seemed like a, a weird problem that people in San Francisco had. Um, so, and we just really wanted to be back in Austin where, where we had, you know, lived before. And so, we came back here and um, quit, both of us quit our jobs and we came back here and started XOX Co. together. Um, and we just really, you know, I had been doing community software, um, and, you know, so, so, so social networks and like social software. Katie had been working at Mule Design Studio in San Francisco. So, you know, we just wanted to do like software design for people who, you know, where, where it was going to be a little bit more um, about solving real world problems, whatever those were, in, instead of like technology, set, solving technology problems. So yeah, and you know, we did seven years of consulting where we built dozens and dozens of products for, for companies and launched, you know, webs, websites, web software, you know, mobile apps, um, you know, software for huge um, enterprise companies and, uh, you know, s small startups. And we, we launched a bunch of our own crazy software that got like, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads and crazy things like that. Like we have a website that has millions of pieces of pixel art that people have created using a pixel art drawing tool that we created on like one summer of fun in between client projects, you know, just totally nuts. Um, crazy kind of legacy of stuff scattered all over the internet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. And so what, what has it been like kind of, you know, over the past seven, eight years, you know, working on all these different projects, learning, you know, how to launch, what works, what doesn't work? What, what has that whole process been like for you guys? I would barely call it a process. Um, but, uh, <laughs> It's just being a consultancy, even as one as small as we were, which was, you know, at, we just kind of, I think the biggest we were was seven people. It's a hard, it's a tough business, you know, it's like three months of safety before you you run out of money and start thinking about who's going to get fired first or whatever. And that's a kind of a tough, tough business. But we had a great, great business in that in that world. But um, it was it really drained my wife and I. Uh, but, you know, being in that sort of cutting edge, what does the client need? How can we get it to them? World uh, was was really exciting and just allowed us to always be learning the newest things. You know, we would experiment with technology and then get hired to use that technology very soon. Like we, for example, we started playing with Chrome extensions. You know, the moment you could build a Chrome extension, we started building them just for fun. See what was up. What could you do with Chrome extension? And, you know, two months later, a giant company paid us a quarter million dollars to build a, a Chrome extension for them. It was, you know, it was great. And um, always sort of like on to the next thing, um, which was, you know, we got got us exposed to a lot of different technology. 
Yeah, for sure. So speaking of the next thing, um, just a couple of months ago, you know, a few weeks ago, you guys actually released uh, Howdy and raised $1.5 million for it. So what is it and what motivated you to start Howdy? Yeah, so we, you know, shut the shut the consultancy down, even though it was a good business, and 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 started this, you know, startup company. What's going on right now in technology reminds me a lot about what was going on in technology when I started my, you know, my social network in 2004, which is that there's a bunch of disparate technologies that are all maturing at like right at the same time, or at least this is what I I think, right? Like, don't get, you know. I can, sure. I, I'm, I'm barely an authority on this, but I think it's from my perspective. And I mean, it, it ranges from things like, like these messaging platforms, uh, like um, Slack and Kick and, you know, Facebook Messenger now, right, to uh, things like um, augmented reality and, and like sensors and um, Internet of Things. You know, all of these things are have been coming for a while and they're they're now kind of finally arriving and um, opening up all these new interesting opportunities to connect things and problems of connecting things and ways to interact with things. So it's really exciting to me. Big, exciting part of that is Slack. Like I was saying, back in how I got that job at the ISP in the 90s was because I was on a mud with my friends, uh, you know, with people all over the world, really. And, And some of those people moved to D.C., because they got hired by this ISP. And like a couple months later, they were able to get me hired. Um, so chat rooms and like IRC and chat bots and things like that have always been really part of the core internet experience for me. And I've, I've always loved that kind of stuff and just found it fascinating and, and, and fun to, to work on and, and, and play with. And, you know, I, even back in high school, it was my earliest experience uh, back before there was like a graphical web. Slack just reminds me a lot of that and it makes me feel real real good about it. Um, and also I, I feel like Stuart Butterfield who, or, you know, before Slack made Flickr and also made like a bunch of failed weird video games. Like I trust the man as a, <laughs> as a product person to like create something or to be, you know, to be respectful of me as a user and, and things like that. And um, I thought that Flickr, it was very respectful user, user design. Um, not trying to like steal your time away, you know, sink your time into endless clicking, you know, so and then we started building Slack applications because we thought it was cool and we thought it was fun. And then our clients started asking us to build Slack applications because they thought it was cool and their their teams wanted to use Slack more. And we looked around and we said, you know, where are the opportunities to to be in this ecosystem, you know, to, to really make a difference um, and like, you know, do something cool. Um, and, you know, that we so we ended up um, with Howdy. Um, which is our plan is basically to make a customizable, super customizable chatbot that can help teams automate things that they do every day um, and just save a lot of time by making those processes um, repeatable and and scriptable and and you know schedulable. And you know we just launched, like you said, a couple months ago. We're all, we're off to the races. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems to be like like you said, like it's a really cool, exciting space with the whole you know the chatbots and. And especially around Slack, that ecosystem, I feel, is, is pretty special. Um, obviously, you know, you you guys have tons of experience in there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of these things, like, it's exciting because there's a lot of interesting technology and techniques already out there from years and years and years of people doing stuff, none of which have really been ever applied to, like, business software. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, how to design this or that. And I was like, you know, go play some of those adventure, text adventure games um, where you have to pick up a sword um, and see how they guide you through the process of typing pick up sword. 
you know, because nobody sits you down and says, you know, tie pick up sword, to, you know, whatever. Yeah, you just know uh, instinctively to kind of do right. it. And, and, and like, there's a lot of that. And like, nobody's, that's been a hobby at best for 15, 20 years, you know, they're like knowing about text adventure games. But the other, you know, and then that combined with the fact that here's this nascent platform, which seems filled with enormous potential here. Um, and there's like zero apps. There's going to be an app store, you know, full of apps. Um, there's going to be a lot of people building apps. It's really exciting, you know, and we're, we all get to be amongst the first right now. So now it's, you know, always fun. Yeah, absolutely. Like a new social network starting, you know, hail of friend requests, followed by malaise, <laughs> followed by eventually deleting it from your phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what was the process around kind of, you know, starting Howdy and especially raising, you know, the funding like for you guys? Do you have any tips or insights to share around around how that went down? <laughs> no. I mean, I since, since my first startup, we basically have decided to eschew external funding um, because we wanted to go it alone and be bootstrappers. And I learned barely little about about that process, you know, the process of fundraising and whatnot until it was absolutely necessary. We wanted to do something that was going to be substantial in the messaging space. We thought this is really exciting. We have an opportunity to do something and like leverage a passion that we have for this kind of technology and jump at this opportunity. So how can we do that? And like I said, you know, we thought maybe this is a place where somebody, you know, external capital would actually help because otherwise we're going to be able to, you know, what we'd, what we'd learned for sure, uh, building XOXCO as a consultancy and building our own products over the course of that time is that we weren't going to be able to do this in three months, mm-hmm. like in between client gigs. Um, it wasn't going to happen. It was a bigger project than that. And it was going to take 12 months to realize, you know, something. Um, so, we, um, you know, put together a, a deck of what we thought was our business and kind of showed it around and, and got a bunch of feedback from people who were like, no, that's not what you what you want to do. And then, um, you know, there's some friends of ours and um, um, met the right people to, to get that process started. And, and then once it got started, it just went really, really fast. So all I think it was like, you know, slightly less than a month from beginning to end for us, which was which was very which for, for us was great because we don't really want to spend all the time doing this fundraising and pitching and everything. We wanted to work with some really great people on something that we pretty, you know, knew what we wanted to do. So. That's that's super cool. So what channels have you guys used to kind of help grow Howdy so far? I mean, obviously Slack, but beyond that, how, how is this sort of the bot industry? How are you guys reaching clients and, and telling people that, hey, there's this new exciting thing. You got to get in on it. We, you know, we do a lot of posting on Medium, um, which has been great. Like that's really where we found the biggest, most, you know, excited audience for this stuff. I think people are, you know, really interested in sort of future, future leaning tech thought there, whatever. Um, you know, Twitter, things like that. I mean, we, and then we also have a, a developer community that we run, um, with inside a Slack, um, which is devforslack.xoxco.com, um, which has, you know, at this point, I think 800 people have joined, you know, to talk about developing applications for Slack and building their bots and, and whatnot. So, you know, we're just trying to, Really, we want to like, we feel, and I think this is something that's shared across the bot community that we should collaborate on this stuff and, and be um, open about, about it and, you know, sort of share and work on the same things because, you know, right now, if there's not like an Apache or like a node of, of bots, you know, 
Like it's not just, you know, we don't have the tools and processes and all the niceties that you have for building web applications or building mobile applications. So somebody needs to build that stuff if we're going to make bot building a real thing, a real industry, something that sticks around for longer than, you know, one one half of a tech cycle. We're just trying to sort of gather all that energy and and, and, and direct it in, in as mo- the most productive way we can. Yeah, for sure. That, and that's cool. And so that's actually a really good segue because I wanted to ask you about, you know, you guys a few weeks ago released BotKit, which, you know, sounded to me like it was the, the, that, that, that base layer that you were just talking about. So why release it and, and sort of what has you most excited about the future of bots? At, at that same time that we were looking around at, at, at like what kind of business opportunities were there in building this kind of application, you know, there was a couple of things, basically. And one of them uh, that we identified was just the basic tools for doing this needed to be available. Like nobody is going to buy a bot if you can't like look at a store full of bots, basically. <laughs> That's my, that is my assertion. So people are going to have to have bot, you know, we're, there's going to have to be free bots and cheap bots and, and sort of a little bit expensive bots and really expensive bots. And we wanted to build like really expensive bots. So, you know, <laughs> we have to fill out that whole, e- that whole ecosystem of like that whole economy to do, to do that. Like we needed basic building blocks. And so we work with Slack to try to build like a comprehensive set of things tools to build Slack applications so that, you know, things could get, could get going. Um, and that, you know, are, are, are easier and better to use and people improve them, you know, help us improve them, but everybody else, you know, gets to hopefully have like a fun programming experience, you know, building interesting software. That's cool. So are you guys working directly with Slack on BotKid? Yeah. I mean, we like worked with them, you know, chat room together where we kick around ideas. And I worked a lot with them, one of the, you know, their platform team to design some of the pieces and um, make sure that we had, you know, the, all of the newest um, functionality built into Slack, um, into, uh, into BotKit. Um, we launched it like alongside their Slack butt technology. So it was like right from the get go, you have a real easy way to build a Slack button bot which is, I think, really, really cool. And what yeah. we've seen, like, people tweeting at us and, like, people in our chat room is that, it, like, it is, like, we succeeded in, in what, like, it may, it may actually be riddled with bugs, you know, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 but what, we, what we succeeded in, at least, is exposing, like, a friendly, fun-to-use API for building the things. Like, hopefully they work. I really do hope. But, but at the very least, the process of putting them together seems to be, like, a fun thing which is like, you know, that's just really exciting to me. Um, and we, you know, this is just the beginning for us. Like one of our sort of goals with Howdy is like, let's make this really easy and fun and like something that doesn't have to require programming or only a little bit of programming to do to do what you want. Because I think, you know, if, if, if bots are going to be successful and really if like robots are going to be successful in, in like being something that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, we have to figure out all the like low-level weird little stuff that... Um, that has to be built into those things. Like people say thanks to bots. And like, if the bot doesn't understand how to process the thank you, like it responds with an error message. And that's just like a weird thing that's particular to bots. Like it, the web software and apps don't have that problem, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so we have to figure out, there's like there's this wide world of interesting problems 
like that. And I think each one of them personally is just like this fascinating little little thing that you have to sort of discover and then uh, unravel or whatever that um, you know that that sort of lays out in front of us. So um, I just think it's a cool you know cool cool thing to work on right now. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So do you have any do you have any other thoughts about sort of like the future of the bots, both inside and outside of? of chat apps or, or th- that kind of environment, anything like that, that has you super excited? Yeah. I mean, there's so much, you know, there's all the stuff that we don't even know barely what people are going to want with bots, right? With Howdy, we're, we're, we're sort of testing some theories. Um, other people are, have other theories about how bots might work or what they might want to do. No, but there's not like a killer bot app yet. Like, so who knows? <laughs> not <right? yet. laughs> so, so, so exciting that like, you know, and maybe there never will be one. I mean, this is one of the things that like, I think about all the time, like maybe bots are actually like maybe bot kit is actually so freaking easy to use that I killed the whole burgeoning bot industry with it. Uh Oh, you know, now I don't think so. But Slack could add features that could make like more interesting interactions happen. Facebook could have interesting, weird features that like make bots do something interesting and weird and like move things forward. You know, there's interesting work in like artificial intelligence and natural language processing stuff that like you can now just tap into as an API, like you can tap into the IBM Watson API, you can tap into these like machine learning APIs and do all sorts of crazy stuff. You can do natural language processing with node modules, you know, there's like, you know, Bayesian classification systems that are available that you just like, you know, get for free and clone onto your hard drive. It's crazy. Um, so I, I think that as people are actually build these things and deploy these things, I think we're going to find some really interesting, really interesting technology that like I said, like kind of finds its purpose in, 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 in the context of these other things that are also maturing at the same time. So it's like, ah, finally we knew, we know what all that stuff is for. Like it's for this. It's crazy to me. Sorry. This is slight, a slight bit of a tangent, but like when I, when I got started in this biz, somebody would want a server to host a website and a guy like me would, would, would like screw together a bunch of components into a, into a box, a big one with like big handles on the front and a lock on it and like would screw that into a, into a rack and plug it into the internet and like turn it on and monitor it and make sure and like physically go in and reboot it every once in a while if somebody needed it. And now like that we went to like that to like, well, somebody at Amazon did that a while ago and you can kind of like boot up a, a, a ghost of a machine inside the memory of another real machine. But now you're putting like Docker instances into virtual instances of computers. So like you have like this like fractal foam of cloud computing that's getting created and like smaller and smaller, like, you know, um, bubble instances inside each other. And each one of these is big enough to like, you know, run, you know, half the software that was ever created, you know, in mankind or whatever. Um, so it's, it's, it's nuts to me. And like each one of those little bubbles or whatever can float around and be, you know, a bot or whatever connected to one or many of these, you know, messaging interfaces. Oh my God, I'm so, so off in the weeds, right? But like, <laughs> so just, you know, I see one of the opportunities I see is, you know, as things continue to get connected to the internet, you know, my thermostat, my video cameras and my TV and all of this stuff. It's hard to imagine even how it's supposed to talk to each other or like interact with one another. Like I'm a pretty smart guy. I want home automation stuff. Like what beyond like turn on the lights in the morning do I really want? 
right? And I think one of the re- one of the things that that's hard is that like they communicate in this invisible way, silently or like through some sort of system of triggers or whatever. And I think that one of the opportunities that exists with these bot kind of applications is look, like give these things voices, put them in my text messages or chat room, and let them talk to one another like you know, just out loud, at least leave a trail of it that looks like they're talking to it out loud. And, you know, I think that will really, really be helpful because otherwise, like, how are we supposed to understand them, the magical, invisible world of all the stuff around us? You know, language is a really easy way for us to actually access this stuff. And we, we barely use it in the context of this, you know, in this like new magical world. So yeah, <laughs> no, no, that, that's awesome. That's, that's super cool. So what's next for, for Howdy like this year? Like what do you guys have planned with 2016? Oh, man. So, I mean, everything, right? Like we barely even just begun um, in last year. Um, we've got a bunch of really cool, exciting features coming out. You know, we're, we're going to every week or so, we're going to be pushing out new features in terms of how what Howdy can do and increase the amount of things that can be built built or scripted with Howdy. So um, really planning for a whole developer layer on top of it um that'll allow people to really like we want people to build whatever kind of bot they could possibly want on howdy and that howdy is going to provide tons and tons of additional you know niceties um and 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 benefits um, and complicated you know sub behaviors that will that will allow making these sophisticated bots much much easier cool that's awesome looking forward to it and seeing you know what uh what the next couple of months bring for you guys? Oh man, so are we. I mean, it, it, like I, you know, it's a wide open. You know, I'm I'm just excited to see what what other people build too with Botkit, and you know what we can do to to support that because you know our goal is bots. You know, we want to see lots of bots, um, and um, you know, it's I think just so many ways that 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 that, that can go. I'm just excited to see it and feel lucky to have the opportunity to actually focus on it full time. It's, it's a dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds it sounds super cool. So shifting gears a little bit, what are some of the most uh, recent apps you've downloaded or, or played around with? Doesn't have to be uh, bot related. I, I have like four apps that, at all, so I can. This is actually pretty easy for me. My, the the app that gets the most use on my phone is Neko Atsume, which is like a cat collecting app. The saddest story ever because I hate cats. <laughs> but it's like this weird Japanese app that's sort of like Pokemon. Okay. Where you just like put presents out in your yard for cats and they come. And sometimes there's cats and sometimes there's not cats. Something about it fascinates me, like, about the, like, phone as a space where cats live. But anyways, sorry. I'm going to have to check it out. And then I got this really cool um, visual programming app called Tickle, which connects to devices like Spheros and, like, the BB-8 Sphero, which which I have, and, like, drone, helicopter drones, and, like, a couple of different other devices. And you can just using this sort of drag and drop visual programming language, like create little programs for your robots, which I thought is just super cool because like I spend a lot of time tinkering with that kind of stuff and like have a lot of those toys. You can connect them together. Really, really cool. And again, like my phone is a programming interface for this. Like that's awesome. Yeah. And then my favorite app, my favorite app right now is this face swap live. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. The best app ever. I mean, just so crazy how the tech, how like how that's available now, and like somebody can put it into a ninety nine cent app. So this this app like takes your face and puts it onto somebody else's face next to you, or you can take a picture of somebody and then put that person's face onto your face and talk as them. That's what I do most of the time. Like shoot little videos with my 
somebody else's face on my face. I mean, think about when that's connected to Skype or like, you know, video chat or whatever. And like, you know, you can manifest yourself as whatever cartoon character, like celebrity or like picture old picture of yourself that you want. I think it's really, really, that's a really crazy piece of technology, uh, you know, particularly when, you know, you th- think about that in like alongside, you know, virtual reality or whatever, like, mm-hmm. oh crap, like what is real anymore? You will not be able to tell a- at all. Um, and my favorite thing to do with face swap is to take a picture of myself and then put my own face back onto myself. And it's the creepiest thing in the, in the universe. And I, I encourage all of your listeners to do that immediately. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. I'm going to have to do it. It sounds kind of meta. <laughs> it's all, it's terrifying. Cool. So do you have any recommendations uh, on, on great content that you've come across lately? Things like, you know, books, videos, blog posts. All of the books that people have recommended to me recently are books about chatbots that are like in German only or <laughs> somebody re- somebody recommended a book they were like this is the this is the best book you can read on voice in- user interface design right like people who design like phone interface or whatever I was like oh this is so exciting it was like $90 on Amazon holy jeez um the most exciting thing that um has come across my plate within the last couple of days is a friend of mine this guy Neil Pollock hilariously funny writer just published a new book called Keep Mars Weird, available on Kindle. Really, really funny book. It's about like gentrification of, of Mars um, by yuppies. But it's really, really funny. And um, I recommend it. I read it. Awesome. I'll- Hope to check it out. So do you have any last thoughts or personal models that you live by and you think others should know about? You know, my grandfather told me once um, to, to put equal pressure on all parts. Uh, so I try to live by that. By that, by that motto, equal pressure on all parts. Cool. And what does what does that like mean to you? I guess day to day. You know, a little bit of a little bit of work, a little bit of play. Not not too much of anything, I guess. But um, but definitely trying to do it all. Cool. All right. Well, Ben, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. It was an amazing episode. My pleasure. Well, that's about it for this episode of Hack to Start. You can find all the important links beneath the show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Hack to Start and sign up for our newsletter to know about all the latest episodes, behind the scenes content, and more. Thanks for listening and see you next time.